Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this special episode, I'm going to recount some of the major highlights that happened at the Deeper Spirit Life Workshop that was held in mid-May 2023 at Beulah Beach on the shores of Lake Erie. So first up, let's begin with what God promised would happen. It was only a few days after the Breakthrough Spirit Life Workshop that was held in Oregon in October of 22 that the Lord gave us the assignment to do a workshop that led people deeper. Essentially, what the Lord wanted us to have people learn how to experience in a two-and-a-half-day workshop was how to encounter God's transformational glory and stay there. James 4, 8 says, Come close to God with a contrite heart, and he will come close to you. God really wanted people to know how easy it was to encounter his presence and stay there. Seek him for him and not for what they wanted from him. So while the Breakthrough Spirit Life Workshop taught people how spiritual healing and miraculous work to cooperate with God for breaking off everything that hinders, this one would be more about realizing that encountering God for God was enough and that all the other stuff he adds to it when you encounter him for him and his glory. It's really also about knowing who he is and knowing who you are in your Christ identity. Who are you really, body, soul, and spirit, and how do you live out of the authority you have as a child of the living God? Hebrews 4.16 says, Therefore, let us, with privilege, approach the throne of grace, that is, the throne of God's gracious favor, with confidence and without fear, so that we may receive mercy for our failures and find his amazing grace to help in times of need an appropriate blessing coming just at the right moment. We wanted to teach people that the strongest part of them needed to be their spirit, living out of the truth of Romans chapter 8, the new wineskin. The entire chapter of Romans chapter 8 speaks of this new identity in Christ, but Romans 8, 14 to 17 says, for all who are allowing themselves to be led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery, leading you again to fear of God's judgment, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons and daughters, the spirit producing this sonship by which we joyfully cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies and confirms together with our spirit assuring us that we believers are children of God. And if we are his children, then we are his heirs also. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance, if indeed we share in his sufferings, so that we may also share in his glory. Before we move on to some of the miracles and highlights that happened while we were there, I wanted to share what the Lord said about what he accomplished there. He said, I met each person exactly where they needed to be met, and I showed each one that I am real and that I am love, and that I have a unique purpose 
for each of them. Every person there connected with a facet or many facets of me, all the ones that they mostly needed. For some, meeting me as the father and healing them of traumatic childhood wounds was required. Others needed to meet the great physician or comforter and receive supernatural healing of physical or emotional wounds. Others needed clarity about who I had called them to be, so they met me as the shepherd, the waymaker, or the author of their story. Everyone learned the truth of how accessible I am and how to stay connected to me so they can build on and increase intimacy forged that weekend day by day. Everyone learned how to pray according to my will so they could align their prayers with mine and see more miraculous results. Thank you so much for doing all that, God. What are you doing now with the seeds that were planted in the fertile ground that weekend? I saw Jesus blowing on a freshly sparked flame of a campfire, each breath catching another log on fire and growing the fire into a mightier blaze. He looked up from the fire and with a smile said, watch and see what happens when these flames begin to spread. Let's just talk about a couple of the major miracles that happened while we were there. Mary Caitlin, one of my dearest prophetically gifted friends, shared that God had revealed to her that someone would be healed of cancer at that workshop. That prophetic message was given even before we received any registrations. A week after a woman registered for the workshop, she shared that she had gotten her third cancer diagnosis and would have to cancel because her surgery was scheduled that week. A few of us prayed for her before the surgery in hopes that she would get healed and not need the surgery, but she pursued the surgery and did not attend the workshop. On the first day of the workshop, while people were still arriving for registration, another woman came up to me having heard the prophetic message at a gather group meeting, I had shared it with, and she knew that God had promised to heal someone of cancer at the workshop. She approached me wondering if it could be for her. I was incredibly delighted. Every single time God has made a promise like that in my ministry life, he has always come through. When she noticed that the other woman with cancer was not attending the workshop, she wondered if it was for her. No one in the room knew that she had cancer, and she did not want anyone to know that she had cancer because she didn't want to be treated differently or prayed for without faith. Early in the morning, about exactly when she and I were having that conversation, wondering if she was the one God would heal, Mary Caitlin was leaving me a voicemail message. I didn't get a chance to hear that message until 10.30 p.m., but Mary Caitlin's message said, the Lord wanted me to remind you that he said he would heal someone of cancer at the workshop. There's someone else there that he will heal of cancer. Every teaching segment offered an opportunity for a powerful Jesus encounter. And on the evening of the second night at the bonfire, the woman with cancer felt in her spirit that God had already taken care of it. The third day during our long look exercise in which people put on a piece of paper what they came for, 
what God had already done, and what they were still wanting him to address. The exercise instructed them to bring the paper to the cross and imagine Jesus's dripping blood from the cross covering the paper. The exercise continued with people being transported to the throne room where everyone would spend 45 minutes gazing at God, looking and keeping on looking, listening and keeping on listening, simply worshiping him for him. People were instructed not to pray or ask for anything on that piece of paper, but to trust the Lord already knew what they needed. This was a time to worship him for him. At that session, the Lord told this lady directly, looking her in the eye with a smile, it was my pleasure to heal you. Amazing. I believe the reason that Jesus was moved to move on her behalf to heal her of cancer was because her reason for coming to the workshop was for increased intimacy with God. It was not for healing her cancer. So the Lord gave her both. There's one more major miracle I wanted to share. On the last day, which was Mother's Day, Michelle Kirby, one of our presenters from Florida, received a call that her son was in renal failure in a Florida hospital. He had been born with kidney problems and is 30 years old now. The doctors wanted to do a surgery to remove this kidney. Michelle did not want him to have the surgery while she was not there with him and requested that they hold off until she returned in two days. Then they could talk about whether it was necessary. The entire group prayed over Michelle as his mother and for Wren, her son. We practiced praying by looking for Jesus and only doing and saying what we saw him do. In this way, we were praying only his will and his way over Wren and his situation. Michelle saw Jesus putting his hand in his own side through the wound he got on the cross. He pulled out his own kidney, and she saw him hand that kidney to her son in Florida. Another person saw an ashen, sickly-looking kidney transform into a new healthy one. And I saw a pillar of light and power coming from the circle of the 32 people praying for her, shooting up to heaven and then down to Wren in the hospital. Michelle had great peace after this prayer session was overwhelmed by it. She had no further concerns about her son because she knew Jesus was taking care of him. The next day, Michelle and I were in a restaurant before needing to take her to the airport to go home when she received a call from the hospital. A test came back, high levels of normal, Wren was no longer in danger. We were both crying with joy, and she was still on the phone with the hospital when the waitress brought our food. Concerned and wondering why we were crying, I shared the miracle. When the waitress came back with the check, she gave us an ice cream sundae on the house to celebrate the miracle. As I reflect on the weekend myself, I am most blessed by the surprises. That is, the many blessings we had not anticipated. God was setting the stage for even more than we planned. Jill from Illinois was not sure why the Lord asked her to bring bubbles, but she obeyed and brought them. Earlier in the workshop, we had talked about the importance of childlike faith, and on the second night at the bonfire, Jill busted out her bubbles. 
Here's what one participant had to say about that as one of her highlights. My greatest highlight was blowing bubbles at the bonfire. We were laughing and being childlike. It was totally unexpected and unplanned. I haven't truly laughed like that in years. Sorrow and sadness were completely gone. It was a fun event, no teaching. It was just the most healing for me. An exclamation point. My soul is cleansed of sorrow and sadness. I walk away with laughter on my lips and in my heart from that evening. Yvette, in addition to the bill being much lower than I calculated and the donations being incredibly generous, we were gifted with Andrew. I had no idea that Beulah Beach would give us a resource of a person working on our media in the back of the room for the entire weekend. He was absolutely wonderful. We had asked a participant to help with that job and he was willing. He was also grateful to not have to focus on that during the workshop so he could fully experience what he had come for. Another bonus blessing was hearing what Andrew had to say to our Beulah Beach event coordinator when he told her, I've worked dozens and dozens of these weekend events and I've never seen anything quite like this one. I was changed just by being in the room. Thanks again, Andrew. That was special. God's little adjustments made everything even better. Even though the Lord had given us a pretty tight design, there was a calm about allowing him to play around with it. There were times when George would lean over and say, I feel like we need to do this or that right now. And I would simply say, go for it. If that's the direction the Lord's going, let's run with it. What God orchestrated, pulling out the gifts of the people in the room to bless each other, was even more than we could ever have expected. Even where people wound up staying in the dorm and the conversations in the hallways at night were added blessings. Rebecca had come to support her friend Lizzie, both from England, as Lizzie had a wonderful short segment that she was sharing about a book that she had written. Rebecca had planned to play the keys for Lizzie during the segment that she was doing and also wound up stepping in for us and playing keys during our long look session and during our long singing in tongues session. What we hadn't realized, I mean, those were great sacrifices for her to play for, play for us during that time, and they were exceptional blessings. What we had not realized is that she has a voice of an angel, and her leading us in the singing of tongues for about 10 minutes was some people's absolute highlight for that weekend. So thank you for that surprise, Rebecca. That was incredible. The other thing that was surprising is ministry just happened as people were spontaneously serving each other all weekend, and the Lord was shifting our times to make room for all that to fit in. It was really incredible. Everything still ended on time, and there was nothing apparently lost. I don't know how he did it, but he absolutely did. The entire room was caught up in the flow of the Holy Spirit and were just flowing in whatever God was directing them to do. It was incredible. Hard to actually describe. One surprise blessing for me and George and Kim, the rest of our team, was when Michelle asked 
everyone in the room that if they were blessed by us over the weekend, if, if they would pray a prophetic blessing over us, it was incredibly overwhelming. I wish I had a recorder for it because I know that the gist of it was just all about expanding this ministry to across borders and nations. And I was personally overwhelmed by that blessing. Thank you, Michelle, for having the room pray for us. That was one of my absolute biggest blessings of the entire weekend. Here are just some quotes from some of the people from their evaluations just to get an idea of what people got out of it. I received physical healing from a migraine on Friday and was sweetly and gently prayed for by Patty and Kat. I was also checked in on throughout the day what tender love I felt, Mayor Lee Bovard. I came to go deeper in my Christ identity, and I did. I still have to get alone with God and chat about all that I've learned in order to digest it and get the full benefit. I expected to learn from the speakers, and I did. What I didn't expect was to learn about my Christ identity from the body of Christ, from the other people in the room. It was a beautiful balance between class time dialoguing with Jesus and fellowship. All caps, ANOINTED. That's from Anonymous. Learning how to access Jesus as a child showed me how he will be with me through different stages of my life. I feel I have left with tools to be able to encounter him over and over in the quiet of the morning as I have learned through these encounters. This workshop was way more than I could have imagined. I was freed from things I didn't even know were still an issue in my heart. You can improve on what the Holy Spirit leads. Y'all do that so well, Cat Rockseeker. I particularly enjoy the encounter times and the sharing and praying with each other, both with and without music, Anonymous. It was a safe place to enjoy all of my gifts and to pull out some I haven't used in a long while, Karen Tanner. I really valued the times of sharing and prayer around the tables after journaling, being met with outside in the meetings, unexpectedly ministering out of the promptings given by the Holy Spirit. Rebecca Duckworth. I did not want to come to this at first because I did not believe I belonged or I fit, because I am a quiet worshiper. Though being here and learning and experiencing doing the exercises and encounters, I now know that there is no wrong way to worship God. Also, no one will judge you for the way you're doing it. The last encounter on session six was by far the most profound of the workshop for me. I know this because it solidified that the Lord is healing me, and that's where we are right now. It was beautiful when you said to love God as a trusting child because it made it possible for me to fall into Jesus the way a child does because I needed that. I will come to another workshop in the future. Jason Coleman. When the Breakthrough Spirit Life Workshop ended in October, I was immediately critical about what we could have done better. It took until the next day for the Lord to show me what he actually did. And he really showed up in that one too. This time, honestly, I had no regrets. It was better than I had planned or anticipated. God is so amazing. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, 
Please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in a special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. After spending a few minutes with the Lord just sort of playing, I want you to sit cross-legged in front of him as a child. You're going to play a staring contest. You and Jesus are simply going to look at each other eye to eye and try not to blink. It's a silly little child game, but it's pretty cool if you really look into Jesus's eyes that directly. So take all the time you need, enjoy it and have fun, and record everything in your journal. Well, I hope that little gazing encounter helped you feel and see the love of God. I remember the first time I did that, it was silly at first, and then when I really captured the love coming out of his eyes, I was overwhelmed. And I hope you were too. Spending long times gazing at God, not asking for anything, absolutely draws him and makes him want to move on your behalf. It actually overwhelms him, Song of Solomon says. So I hope you got a little bit out of this episode. I know it was mostly storytelling about our event. Our next one is going to be called Soar Higher. It's going to be in Panama City Beach, Florida, probably the second week of April of 2024. I also wanted to mention that... The Spirit Life Workshops team is wanting to know if anybody wants us to do shorter workshops. Come to your state, come to your facility and do a one-day or six-hour or something like that event where we can pull out some really cool experiences with you and Jesus and draw you in, teach you some basics like we did at the workshop so that you can go and encounter him yourself. So if you're interested in that, please reach out to me. Email me at patty at spiritlifeworkshops.com. I will also put that information below this episode of pattyej.podbean.com. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.